Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is brought to you by 100% Pure. You put in a lot of work to maintain a healthy lifestyle, so why stop with your makeup? We make makeup with fruit and tea. Spa skincare with potent plant-based vitamins and hair and body care infused with sea minerals, all in the name of a healthier you. Visit 100percentpure.com to shop our clean beauty collection. May 1st, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Friday Night Smackdown. Here we go. Uh, still money in the bank, a little over a week away. We got one more Raw, one more Smackdown between now and then. But tonight we saw some movement on who's going to be in the match, on both the men's and women's side. And uh, there's some other stories in the world of wrestling. Matt Morgan, what did you think of tonight's show? What you hit, you hit the nail, I think, on the head as far as the highlights of the show. Yeah. Which was all I care about. I, and I can tell you the same way. You just want to press fast forward and get to Money in the Bank already. Seriously. By already saying, we've got one Raw, we've got one SmackDown left. You're like the kid on Christmas. Count oh, down dude. the days. But I, I agree with you. It, it was hard to watch the show except any portions in which they let us know the participants. So that, that was cool. At least. And they said tonight... The men's money in the bank and the women's money in the bank are going to be happening at the same time. That's crazy. I this should forget. I mean, I know we got Bray versus Braun. This should be a two-hour action movie. This should really just be like they should cross over too. By the way, the men and the women should cross over. Where 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 we're like one of like the stronger girls, like freaking just take out one of the guys. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, there's so many cool things they could do with that. Well, I, I could definitely see, uh, I could definitely see it, be, see it being a bit of a buddy cop where you have a guy and a girl trying to team up and they're trying to get through the building together. Yes, um, dude, yes, that's yeah. a great idea. But I mean, look, it might not be two hours, but if you really look at the rest of the card, and I'm sure we'll do our predictions well, next Friday for the the, the, the matches. How about there's, this? There's not a ton of other matches, so it's going to have to eat up a considerable amount of time. Let me add this on to this really quick one. Let me, yeah. let's let's layer up Justin's idea there of good cop or buddy cop type of uh, movie they should be doing with this. Not only that, there should be like romance involved in this where (laughs) where guy and girls like pair up and who knows so-and-so and and -and so-and-so have romantically linked and they've decided that they're going to do whatever they can to form a team. They form a team, they backstab their teammates in the back at the last second. They're the last ones to win. There's so many cool things they could do with this. And again, treat it like they're on an Island type of movie. Yeah. Well, they missed the boat. Based upon the results, they missed the boat to have both Otis and Mandy on Money in the Bank to where they could have uh, had yes, a love, love story in there. I think Otis will sneak Mandy in, <laughs> you know, and maybe she, it comes into play that way. Although I could see Mandy and Sonya being added as a one-on-one match for uh, tonight. Whatever happens, they we just have to. really got three theatrical with this. Is all yeah. Saying. You're right. They couldn't be movie out of it. Two hours, I would have been in. Whatever happens, we have to see like our truth pop out of like a vent, like John McClane style and Die Hard or something. He's just he's got to be creeping around somewhere. <laughs> I'm looking for Mr. McMahon's office. <laughs> so yeah. Justin Lopez with the super chat saying uh, that Ryan Satin tweeted the Money in the Bank matches might go on throughout the pay per view and they'll check in for updates. Uh, see, I think that's. I don't know. I feel. Yeah, uh, I agree because they think it's in and out of the moment. I don't want to be in and out of the moment. 
Yeah, cut between different matches, different matchups. Like, this should be going out simultaneously, but is there anything else? I mean, I'm excited for Drew versus Seth and Bray versus Braun, but really, though, like, this Money in the Bank match just sounds so awesome. This isn't background. This is the centerpiece. Everything else is an appetizer. With the amount of attention they're putting into it, it should be the centerpiece. I think it is. I think they're trying to be creative by splicing it in because it's been pre-taped, right? Yeah. Correct? So they're going to splice it in. Here and there, I don't think that's a good idea because that takes us out of the element of what we just saw with a different match and whatnot. I just think they should play the whole damn thing. Play it all together. Yeah. I agree. Um, This is theirs to uh, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory as far as I'm concerned. Like, they could just do a passable job with this concept and people will lose their shit. It's going to be very hard for them to mess this up, but I don't put it past them. Well, and what Do you think, Justin, do you think that they'll make it like like again, theatrical kind of like the boneyard match and stuff like that. You think we'll see things like that? Yeah, I, I think we'll definitely see some some special effects and you know obviously multiple cameras and some trick editing. Um, it, I, the, the good thing about it is it, it's it's rare for it's rare to ever say in WWE who's been who's done everything. It's rare to say this is going to be a first for WWE. WWE's pretty much done all the first they can do. So the good thing about them is the bar is kind of low because you have no idea what to you know. I mean, well. I'm going to be honest. I do have the boneyard. I know this isn't fair, maybe, but I am going into this with a lot of high expectations because of the boneyard match and because, more importantly, what they showed us they could do with Bray Wyatt. Now, if they just did an entire segment where somehow all of them morphed into Bray Wyatt world, oh my God, I would lose my, my head where it's going. <laughs> yeah. There's so much they could do with this. I mean, it's even thinking about it uh, tonight, how they're hyping up that horrible 2K Battleground game for this year. It's like, man, you, uh, but you, but they could do a pay-per-view where it is more like street fight, special effects, like crazy stuff at this yeah. point right now, who cares? I mean, I, even with the, uh, you know, the changes happening in Florida and live events potentially coming back soon, I don't see live events being the huge moneymaker for WWE in the near future, I think doing more creative content, boosting their TV rating should be like the number one thing they're ch- should try and triage right now. Yeah, I agree. I'll say this. Even, even once we're through this pandemic, whether it's a year or whatever it takes, uh, and you're able to have crowds again for sporting events or what have you, I think I think the days of WWE having these guys do 300 events, 300 days on the road, I think those days are done. I think WWE is... is, 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 is done from those days i think we're going to see even when even when they can and are capable are going to have far less house shows and road travel you don't think vince is looking at this if this wasn't vince i'd say you're you'd be correct but because it's vince still at the wheel here i think he sees it as he's counting down all of the he's marking down in his calendar all of these dates they could have been having live events and what the gates would have been predicted at Hmm. and how he needs to go get that money again in fact i think he'll push them harder Matt, I'm do the Matt, opposite. Matt. Everyone across the country right now is learning something from this and learning and getting better and evolving from it. No, he's going to go opposite. Matt, if this was like two years ago, I would agree with you. But just for the fact that in the last year, year and a half, the amount of times that we would report and see that they were canceling house shows because the sales were so bad and they were that's happened. That happened so much. I was such a huge headline and talking point we had for the many months leading into this pandemic. I, I just I, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like their business was already declining there. But because they're losing money right now, they don't have, and they go back into business again. They have to make that money up. There's only X amount of avenues to go make that revenue back. 
house shows is going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And you forget when you look at those numbers on those houses, that's not including merch sales. You yeah. got to go out there and sell those t-shirts, sell that merch. And house shows gives you that opportunity to do it. He's going to be needing to find different, I'm telling you right now, revenue streams to make some of this money back. They, they should finally do my dream and do uh, in your house, literally in people's houses, you know, uh, auction off the rights. <laughs> that is your idea. That is and your I, idea. Yes, it is. As a kid, I mean, remember MTV did MTV in your house in the 80s and they did Club MTV in somebody's backyard and like remote control in their living room and they like hosted MTV oh, News. Oh, I remember remote control. Remote control yeah. was the shit. So, I love that show. Get over. Get over. Yes, yes. So, so and then young Adam Sandler, Colin Quinn, uh, Carrie War. So when... Um, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy should have been your first thing you said. She was on Singled Out, Matt, not remote control. Wasn't she on Singled Out after that? No. no, Singled Out was in the Singled Out was like 95. Remote Control was 87. Yeah. Like way before. No, Jenny McCarthy was not on remote control. Uh, they did have a weird replacement for Kari Wurr, though. And I can't remember who it is. Uh, but um, anyhow, no, the MTV did an in-your-house competition where they literally broadcast an entire weekend at somebody's house. So when I heard WWE yeah. WWF in your house, I was gonna be like, come on, guys, like this is a golden yeah. opportunity. Bring it back. Uh, H- MTV was the best channel ever when we were kids. It, it was. was my favorite. In fact, I would say this, even as a WWE fan, even as an NXT fan, there is no brand, okay, whether it was like Swatch or Guess or Pepsi, there's no brand I have ever identified with more than MTV is like, oh, well, MTV is like the shit. I mean, like more than Disney, more than Marvel even, and I freaking love Marvel, but MTV in the 80s and 90s was an identity. Do you know why I think as well? WWF did a decent job at this as well. Yeah, because they with our generation, Glenn, and our age group of we're both 43, right? Yeah. If you go back in time and you go back, we were at the right age, right when MTV opened, right yeah. when it hit and, and it grew with us and it evolved as we did. WWF, if you go back and watch, it did with us, too, from the cartoon wrestling yeah. to when we were now in college and we thought it was corny. But then they came back in our lives with attitude era. Mm-hmm. It was cool again. Like that's those are the brands that are the best that are able to take a generation and climb with them and grow yeah. with them as they grow. Absolutely, same way you know we used to go over to to friends' houses to watch pay per views. I remember early on when we didn't even have cable yet in half of our town. I would go over to friends' houses who had cable and MTV. Like I don't even like these kids, but I want to hang out over there. <laughs> I think we, I think we all have those friends. I feel bad right now because I'm just thinking of a few right now. Yeah, yeah. you're thinking about it. it's like, well, they had cable, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. In God, fairness, or the kid that would drive. Yeah, when you were too yeah. young to drive. <laughs> the kid who was maybe a grade ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like the ones. Um, I remember we kept kosher when I was growing up, so I remember it was like uh, I had a friend <laughs> and I slept over once, and he served bacon, and I was like. What's this bacon? What's this pork? <laughs> so I don't go ahead. Well, I did at the time. I mean, you know, I didn't understand though. I mean, I'm vegan think? now, so Do it doesn't matter. I liked bacon as a kid. I thought it was a little greasy, a little grizzly, like it was a little fatty, but it was oh, still was that was, your first experience. That was my first experience with bacon. Was at a friend's house. Did you tell your parents when you came home? I did, and I got a little bit of a talking to, but then you know, <laughs> yeah. let's just let's not rat out any family members, but let's just say there were some there were some exceptions being made, you know, for uh, other uh, people as well. Let's just say you know, member of my family who's in the freaking synagogue uh, profession really likes shellfish. Learn that. Um, so that's right. not kosher either. So Wednesday, we Wednesday we learned we needed to start having custom uh, titles for each of these episodes. So tonight's episode is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Glenn's first experience with bacon. 
slash Matt is trying to do anything he can to not talk about SmackDown. <laughs> uh, Matt, how do you like your bacon? Do you like it hard and crispy or do you like it like soft and flimsy? I'm soft crispy. and flimsy. Oh. I just switched. I actually just had this conversation two weeks ago with my wife. I said, I don't know what's happening. I don't like it this way anymore. Huh. Can you please start like frying it and like totally killing it and uh, overcooking it now and crispy and making it crispy? Got I swear it. to God. Very good timing, Justin. I will say vegan bacon is probably like my big go-to uh, comfort food. There are two different brands, and I figured out a way to make them. If I want, kind of use them. I can have one if I want one. It's a little meatier tasting, and one that's crispier and thinner. Like it's all in how you prepare it, man. But fake meats come a long way. That's a different discussion. Uh, we should probably get it's true. They have. Have you had a Beyond Burger yet, Matt? Oh, are you kidding me? They're shit. They're so They're really good. good. Way better than I thought they would be. Yeah, we just stocked up because with all the meat shortages now, people are coming for my Beyond Burgers, so I got a freezer full of them now. <laughs> and no one's going to deny me that. Anyhow, uh, HJZ. <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're the vegetarian in a beef apocalypse. You're, you're the saving <laughs> grace right now. That's <laughs> uh, where we're at right now because none of us beef. It's, it's really impressive, actually. It tastes so good. Uh, HJZ, Buck 99, are there any other matches that's happening on top or are they going to be at the PC? I think they're going to be at the PC unless they actually, you know what? I could see Brave versus Braun getting the cinematic Firefly Funhouse treatment. That makes sense. Okay. Maybe not like they did okay. with Cena, but they could wrestle in the Funhouse. Maybe. Like the cartoon Funhouse? What? Where Seth Rollins was? I mean, I, that I don't want that. I do not want him wrestling. I want to see any more wrestling in that Funhouse ever again. I because... don't like it. Because it's Braun versus Bray and not The Fiend, I think we'll actually see a more traditional match because I think eventually we're going to see Braun versus The Fiend in a cinematic match. Okay. Okay, I'll take yeah. that. As long as we get there. Um, I yeah, want a bigger story of that Black Mask, though. I want the Black Sheep of the, the family story told more, though. Yeah, and that was cool. That was cool uh, tonight, how they did that. I really like that promo. Um, let's see. we got a couple other Super Chats to get into here. Uh, Joey Adorjan saying $2. Didn't Florida say they could have 25% yeah. arenas uh, next week? I saw that. I don't know if w- WWE obviously hasn't announced anything yet. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with their production schedule or how soon they're going to go back to that. But I would think um, – I don't know. We talked about this, Matt. I don't think anyone wants to be first right now. Here, here, well, here's also the problem. It's yeah. yes, you can have 25% yeah. if you're indoors, 25% of your normal capacity, but they still have to be social distancing while inside there. Um, that's the big part of that. So you're going to have people so every six feet. Yeah, your fans and are going to so be scattered. These small, camera, these small camera shots that they have, they're going to look like there's five fans there. Not, not to mention in full sale and uh, at the PC. If they do set it up, and they, which we've seen before for fans, they do bleachers, and so you're gonna have to do every other bleacher because you can't have people. You can have a, a person's knees right on somebody's back in a bleacher. I have to put big white X's on bleachers and cross off space like the restaurant tables. You're gonna yeah. have to do. You know what it's gonna look like? Um, remember, like in the the earlier. Uh, WWE video games with the 3D models in the crowd where it didn't quite look real. Everyone was too far apart from each other. I think it's going to look like that. It's going to look a little strange to see a sea of people all evenly spaced out. It's like give everyone cubicles at that point or maybe plexiglass shields. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, this is, look, we're in unprecedented times. This is going to be even more of an experiment than wrestling without an audience to have wrestling with a limited audience. What if everybody just wears, like, one of those, like, net masks, like a bee catcher would, so, we, you know, everybody <laughs> can sit next to each other just with big, big helmets on, just so they can, you can pack them all in tighter. Maybe good yeah. to go. Yeah. 
I mean, I think I do think we're going to see people with masks in the audience. Um, I wonder if that's going to fly. I mean, I don't think they're going to prevent anyone. But well, I mean, what, what, what are they saying now? The conventional wisdom is if you wear a mask, you're if you break social distancing. You do. Yeah. If you if you get exposed by accident or by somebody just breaking that social distancing. Yeah. That's why they do want you to have those masks. Yeah. That's and it's more to protect other create, people. How can you how can you predict that? Yeah. That is yeah, one. Of, that is one of the weirdest things about uh, this right now. I mean, I've gone out. I, I mean, I've had to. I've I, I've gone out s- several times this week for essential things, and I'm an essential employee. And when I'm in a public place and I see people with the when, I, when, I, when it looks like everybody could be a potential bank robber, and they could, you know, that's it, it's just a weird apocalyptic Dude, look. I'm calling why it right now. Why aren't you wearing it? Wait, really yeah. Why, why is he yeah. not? Why are you not wearing? No, I I do have one on. I'm saying it's just I have one on. All I'm right. saying it's odd to be out and like just it's I don't know. It's like okay. I'm calling this right now. WWE, their first event, is going to give out masks customized with different wrestler logos on them. Sure. That's how you're going to show your fandom. NHL NHL and the NBA. I think that's cool. I would buy that. I think that's cool. All the Dallas Cowboys. All the sports teams actually just – all the sports franchises and leagues just went in on it, and all the money that they're raising from it is going towards the frontline responders. Yeah. So there you go. That's a great idea. I think think that's more acceptable – to the dipshits yeah. out there that 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 want to act Joe Tough guy, yeah. In, in, instead of wearing it, you know what I mean. You know, I don't believe it's everybody has to be should be forced to wear it. To be fair, but by the same token, don't not wear it because you think it looks corny. That's yeah. the stupidest reason ever not to wear it. Wear it because you have a belief behind it, at least. Have Even you, then, I don't may not agree with it, but you know what I'm saying. Have you seen um, online pictures? Uh, there's like some luchador style face masks. I mean. Uh, I even think with the wrestlers, they could do this. It does kind of look you like Mortal Kombat. That, that's what I, that's yeah. what I thought you first met at first. Like, um, yeah. in the wrestling fan show, like that, that, that the arena, have yeah. like Rey Mysterio-looking masks or... Oh, you could do that too. You know, but have have Roman Reigns' logo, the fist, have, uh, you know, take, you know, have have a have a fiend. Oh, God, could you imagine a mask with yeah, a fiend, fiend, fiend style? Um, oh, shit. Or, or what's his name? Uh, what the other one? The, the Come on. Bale, Balor. Oh, oh yeah, the demon. Yeah. 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 I agree. Those they could do that. No, I agree. But the wrestlers, I mean, it has that kind of Mortal Kombat look, I think. I think it looks kind of badass to wrestle wearing one. If if it's like a cool looking mask. I don't know. They could do a lot with it. Uh so unfortunately we have Can to talk about yeah. No, we don't. We got one more stall tactic behind here. <laughs> and then we'll start. All right, really quick. Um, here's the next question. Yeah. They do do that and they do have them wear masks in there. Where will the heat be that the wrestlers themselves are not wearing? See, I think that's why I think the wrestlers could wear them if they're cool and it's part of their gear. You're telling me, like... It's impossible to breathe in that. No yeah. way. And cloth, and even? The facials. The, the facials. facials, the facials yeah. The entire part of these stories and matches. The most important thing, more than the body. Yeah, I was thinking when Ali had his, that, like, how cool that looked with how the light up. How did they do that? How, did, how, how Yeah, his is dope. But how yeah. would you wrestle? Like I'm hmm. telling you guys, I struggled to do a full commission meeting with an actual N95 with the vent in it. Valve, yeah. And it was, it was so hard. You have to adjust. To get through an hour of that. No, seriously, every time I do it, uh, we had, I mean, when we had the fires up here two years ago, the air was so bad. I was wearing one out and about for about two weeks and probably took me three days wow. to get used to wearing it. But I mean, yeah, dude, there was smoke. I mean, the fires went on for weeks, but I mean, there was so much smoke in the air. So it takes you a while to adjust. But I think it's the same way like training with uh, an altitude mask, though, right? Like you could overcome that in theory. 
Well, you wear that mask, so yeah. when you take it off, it's easier to get yeah. oxygen in your lungs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There might be something to it, uh, but we'll see. That's so, too much. yeah, we'll get through SmackDown, Matt, and then we can uh, talk about other stuff. Or we'll try at least. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus King Baron Corbin tonight, opening the show. This was such first a long time match. I've cared about it was, but it's the first time I've semi cared about Corbin in quite a while. Yeah, just because Daniel Bryan was. Yeah, good match. I, I I stand by what I said last week. Baron Corbin, he's one of the, he's one of the ones that's harmed the most by not having a crowd. He he gets such good heat, and then when you go up against Daniel Bryan, who's one of the best baby faces they have, it was a good match. I just I just kept going to myself, man. I I really wish this one had the the, the crowd to support yeah. it. You're right. And when they do have crowds there in social distancing, I want Drew Gulak to come out and do a PowerPoint presentation explaining how everyone needs to stand and respect people's space. Oh, and measure and take measure, the measure out. Cause yes. All these people are lying out there in these videos I see saying that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I say, like, look, folks, I'm seven feet tall. If I fall on the ground right now, do you think that guy's far, far enough away from me or would I touch his feet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously, though, because I do see a lot of politicians completely not doing it. And they're saying they are. I'm like, That's like two feet, you liars. Um you know what I mean? So, like, that would be funny if Drew Glock started calling fans out, like, tape measuring it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Um, I mean, Daniel Bryan tonight talking about him losing the opportunity of Money in the Bank uh, because ben, uh, King Corbin ruined that opportunity uh, due to some help from Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, but we had this match. It actually went on for a decent amount of time. Did ultimately end in a DQ because uh, Corbin <clears throat> used the ladder next to the ramp to hit Daniel Bryan. Um, after the DQ, Corbin threw a fit, went for the end of days. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura came out. Um, Brian got double teamed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this was a good match to open the show. I just don't know that this is the hottest storyline on SmackDown right now. Yeah. Good wrestling, though. Yeah, yeah. Again, bell to bell, fine. But it was kind of like, what's keeping you invested in it? It was yeah. there. Yes. Uh, however, this promo, man, like I would open with this Bray Wyatt talking about the history of the Wyatt family and the black sheep doing the story from Wyatt in the Funhouse. uh, bronze response. Like, I love this. I'm really looking forward to this match. And I think they could actually, I'm hoping they develop this even more because there is such a great history between these guys. Like this is, I mean, one of the longer buildups to a storyline the WWE has done in recent memory. When you, well. Oh, because of when they first started as a team, you mean? Yeah, the history. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because I was going to say, otherwise, as far as to get us there, it's only been a few weeks since Vincent's Mania. Um, yeah. But as far as a backstory, potentially, then the 3MB storyline. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I do like that. I hope they go deeper into the Black Sheep of the Family portion of this storyline. I do. Yeah, which is why again, it's it's Bray, it's not Fiend. You know, Bray's gonna be face to face with Braun next Friday. They they promoted, so I think we will get a more it traditional. Makes more sense. It makes more sense, Justin, to have Bray and not the Fiend. Yeah. All right. Unless there's some added discovery that there's this Fiend has somehow always been there. Okay, but he didn't want him. He didn't want to let him in until now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like we start finding out Braun saying shit like, "Oh, the Fiend. We've known the Fiend for years." But uh, you know, Bray's kept him out and kept him in uh, in the in the light this entire time. But uh, he turned over to the dark side. He finally let him in. That's his, that's his catchphrase. Um, I don't know. There's something they could do 
where they could still tie in that that Fiend character had always been there. We just never saw it here on TV. We fans never got a chance to see it because Bray did a good job of drowning it out until he finally snapped and broke. Yeah. It's also when Bray long distance himself from him. I don't know. The, the history they have, the creativity is endless. And the fact that this match, again, because it's going to be in a closed set of the PC, we assume – you can do any kind of tricks in editing. I mean, I could see a point to where, I mean, Bra- let me put it this way. Braun Strowman is not going to drop a title this quickly, and he's not going to drop it to just plain, plain Jane Bray Wyatt. You know, so, but there's a way that they can do he's, this to, to protect to where, I mean, I could also, see. There's not going to be a clean finish either. That. No, that's what, that, 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 that's, that's what I'm getting to. So you get to the point where it would be the finish where Braun you know, hits his running power slam, lights go out, lights come back on, Bray Wyatt is gone. Well, Bray Wyatt's gone, upsets Fiend, or lights go out, Bray's gone, we hear the Fiend laugh, and Braun Strowman all of a sudden has a sheet mask on, and he's freaked out. I mean, there's a lot of things they could do with the, because it's going to be a, a taped situation. That would be cool. Situation. I would have a bunch of sheet blood come from the roof, too, by the way. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. This is where, I mean, I, I for, for aside from the safety reasons, this is where I'm, I'm excited for crowds to be able to watch wrestling again, but wrestling in front of crowds again... What? I don't we're think it's going to be that there. exciting. Yeah, we're, we're I want to get cool shit. Like yeah, Bray Wyatt stuff. Yeah, right, right. Like great for the crowds that can go to live wrestling. For the audiences at home, I would take Boneyard, Firefly, Funhouse, Money in the Bank style matches. I'll take that over watching 100%. people distant six feet apart. You know, watching 100%. wrestling live. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Michael Slazar's two dollars. Will the AEW pay per view beat Daily's place with fans? That is a good question. I don't see why not. Yeah. I really don't. It's going to be a 25% stuff, but uh, uh, I don't see why not. It'll be interesting. to. I think it's definitely going to be a daily's place. It's going to be interesting to watch between WWE and AEW who does it first, who's willing to take the risk first, and the potential bad PR of having fans there. Like, who's willing to do it first? Who's willing, you know, because we, we learned when they both when they both had to go to situations of going to empty arenas, we learned. We saw AEW. You shoot everything better at the way they did at Daly's place, shooting into the hard ca- or shooting in a hard camera entrance way. All of a sudden, WWE switched theirs, and they, like, you know, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see who does the crowds first, and then who learns off of you know mistakes and oh, this doesn't look good, this this is bad policy. Right. You know, who who takes the plunge first? Yeah, cool. Terry Allen Jr. five dollars. The Money in the Bank matches could be a disaster with the amount of excessive camera cuts and shaking from Kevin Dunn. Uh, I'll. If it's if it's a cool match in cinematic, I'll forgive a lot of a lot of shit. I don't even care who wins if it's a good match. Yeah, and Terry, Kevin Dunn has nothing to do with the edits of stuff like this. Kevin, Kevin, especially the car, especially the car crash TV camera angle. Kevin Dunn's was like, if anything, he's anti that. Yeah, but but for a Money in the Bank match, that's 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 going to be edited in, in, in an editing room. Kevin Dunn has nothing to do with it. Kevin Dunn's in a production truck for live TV. He, he's there worrying about the live matches of the PC. He has nothing to do with the editing of of, of how this Money in the Bank's probably going to look or how the Boneyard looked. Um, so after this, we had Sheamus versus Leon Ruff. Quick squash match. Ooh. Leon Ruff, he's enhancement talent. He's from Evolve Wrestling. Hey, good for him. Better for yeah. Sheamus. Continue to build him. I have no problem with that. Did nothing for me, but good for him. Good and squash, then, good squash yeah. match, vicious offense. Yeah, Leon Ruff's actually been a jobber for them on uh, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown now since December. Dude, this is why I, I've always liked Sheamus, though. Sheamus, shit, his shit looks different. Yeah. He hits harder, but he's safe when he does it. And if you watch, I, I've always told everybody watches, uh, listens to our show, our podcast, rather, 
you're supposed to, when you're bigger, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I used to have this problem. And it's not working the way I look. Meaning when it was time to lay shit in, like broad forms to the back or broad forms to the chest to make that big noise. Um, you're supposed to be able to do that to one another. I was always so scared of injuring people um, that it took me some years to get to that place. But Seamus came out of the freaking the gates with that type of offense. And I think it's always separated him and differentiated him from other talents and other big men, quite frankly. Um, he can be boring at times, right? I get that. But at least his shit is laid in. And when he hits you, you know you, you know that guy's been hit. So there's some legitimacy to it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, when he first came in, I always loved the fact that he, he works so physical and he encouraged others to work physical with him, and I love that. I love that he's such. He has such pale complexion that you see every bruise and welt that he has. Yes, <laughs> yes. I always dug that, especially yeah. as a keel. Yeah. Cena and others. Cena never chops, but he would chop him yeah. for that reason. Yep. Yep. Uh, so then we got a look at another Jeff Hardy part four. Uh, the story of Jeff Hardy, but they did announce next week he's going to be back. So him and Sheamus are finally going to get to face off. Uh, probably setting up a match for Money in the Bank. I mean, maybe is that too soon? I really don't know what I would, who I'd predict to win this either. By the way, yeah, because both are kind of. I feel like they're both being fake enhanced right now. They're yeah. both being kind of like fake, fakely built. I don't really believe either one are going to have any main event potential after this. I don't think that's yeah. what they're going for. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to make of it. I, I would not, you know, Jeff Hardy's supposed to be, I think, on SmackDown next Friday. I would not uh, have him on SmackDown next Friday and then say two days later we're going to have this match of he and Sheamus at Money in the Bank. Yeah, they spent the last three or four weeks showing Jeff Hardy's comeback story. Uh, they've altered the timeline of his arrest and such to make it fit their narrative. Right. Uh, and they've had Sheamus time. But I, I, you can get more out of this. Like, you don't need to. You don't money. The bank does not need this. Basically, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. You can draw this out okay. and get and get and get another draw, another payoff somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mandy319, thank you for the $5 super chat. Uh, making a little crack about uh, saying uh, for a new mic for Matt. Matt, is uh, the sound coming through your AirPods or is it your phone? On the, what you're Why talking? would you guys not, on my AirPods, why would you guys not tell me this before we started? We've been talking this whole time. It sounded fine to me. I, I mean, I know what I, I can, do. I can hear you fine. I hear you fine. Um, yeah, we, we, we need to talk to Moneybags Geary and get him to uh, send you out something that's Bluetooth. He did. I just can't use. I do. He did. Remember, he gave me that beautiful microphone. Yeah. But uh, for now, until we get back to normal, I got to do it out of here. We could probably get one that works with your phone, though. We could probably get something that rigs up or hooks up to your phone that's a little better. I'll look into that. But what I don't like, and this yeah. has been a problem from day one, when any of you all talk, yeah, I can't talk over you. It's always been like that since the beginning of this show for me, years ago even. If I'm talking, Glenn, if you were to cut me off, your voice will jump over mine and we won't hear me. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. We'll figure it out. What I do, because uh, I try and maintain a consistent sound level, Matt, it's when you're here, I back up <laughs> off my you – know, when, you, when you're outside, I back up off my mic a little bit so that way if somebody turns up the volume, we're at least all roughly at the same level. Because that's the key, right? What you don't want is you don't want one person super loud and they want. No, I'm saying, I'm saying it's the hookup. Like right now, when I try yeah. to talk, I guarantee you to the fans, they don't hear me as well as they are right now when none of you are talking right now. Hmm. But when you guys start talking back and forth, we can't go back and forth because there's a connection issue. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it is. Um, it's weird. I don't know how to explain. We'll figure it, it out. It's not as good. Like 
for instance, right back when he was on the air with us, he didn't have that issue. He had one of your kind of like setups where yeah. he sounds it sounds good and nobody can talk over him. Like he can cut you guys off in the middle of a sentence. I can't do that with you guys. Now, my wife would say that's my dream scenario uh, and probably why I invest in like a $600 microphone. So when I talk, no one can talk over me. But, you know, that's just right. her projecting. Um, anyhow. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's just her keeping the marriage alive it's not that I love the sound of my own voice sometimes I'm just so impressed with the things that I say that's what it is not the sound the content is what I love Uh, but anyhow uh, we had Caleb Braxton backstage with those and Mandy Rose ahead of Mandy's qualifying match against Carmella for money in the bank now Sonya Deville came out with a mic during this uh, distracted Mandy and Carmella got a pretty easy win. Um, I did respect it's the biggest pet peeve, but that Sonia Deville managed to work bitch into a sentence twice saying karma is a bitch, bitch. So bring it on. Um, and then Carmella pinned Rose for the pin in the win to qualify after Rose was slow to recover. Otis was backstage checking on her. And then uh, Dolph, Dolph coming, showing, ooh, maybe like maybe little signs of a baby face, checking on Mandy, seeing if she was okay. And then uh, Dolph had a se- uh, segment with Sonya, which I want to talk about in a second. But what did you think of this match, Matt? And, and Sonya's promo. Our promo was good. I liked her promo. Um, good. She's She's got everything to be a, a bigger star, obviously. Um, they're doing stubbing with her right now, finally. Um, hopefully this is it. I obviously this felt like this was set up to be the, the storyline in general to make Mandy the bigger star, but I still have higher hopes that it's going to be uh developed. Yeah. Well, I think I'm I would be shocked if they don't have a match on the card at Money in the Bank. That seems but it's gonna be what I don't like about that is Deville will have to lose. I don't like one I don't I don't want that to happen yet. Yeah, I kind of mm. get where I kind of get where Matt's coming from. This is set up that Mandy's to be the bigger star, but Sonya's looking good. She's gets she's fiery. Uh, she's you know she's got an edge to her now. She's not just the you know the best yeah, friend bopping man. around with Mandy. So yeah, yeah this is um this I, I yeah I hope they can find a way that where they can elevate both girls somehow out of this whenever they have their, their blow off. And this is definitely not right of me. Um, I'm supposed to just watch wrestling for what it is, just wrestling. I'm not supposed to care about outside entities and who they are in real life and what they're likes and dislikes are whatever the fuck but for whatever I'm a reason I'm more interested in DeVille because I think she adds more value for that company than mm. so many other avenues that she's able to help that company with quite frankly and, and little girls watching this show every single week okay I just think there's so much more value in her because of their, their different things that she's able to do that you know what I mean I know that sounds weird but I, I can't help but notice that, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's not weird, Matt. It, it's really, it's not any, your, your, your context and your reasoning is no different than how you and I praise Lacey Evans. There's a, it's, it's just, it's just, when you think about from a marketing, ah. a marketing standpoint of what can this do for the company outside of the bell to bell, the reasons yeah. that we, the reasons we, we like Lacey and her background is no different than what you're saying about Sonya. It, it's different reasons. It's it's different reasons, but it's under the same no, uh, intention. The extra stuff yeah. that comes with the package that yeah. can help the company and yeah. who and, and again, little girls out there watching. And this is a good example. 
um, out there watching and going, holy shit, I want to be that mom when I grow up. I want to be right. like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's talk about Sonya's backstage segment with Dolph. I had to admit that I found it very strange that Dolph and Mandy were supposedly dating in storyline for, what, two months? But Sonya and Dolph had so much, like, chemistry and, like, dare I say, like, sexual tension between them when they were talking backstage in that promo uh, that it was uh, very hard to believe now about the whole Dolph Mandy thing. I think Sonya and Dolph actually are a very good pair, um, even in a platonic sense, which makes sense given the out of ring elements. Um, but yeah, I thought they came across great in that promo. Maybe the hacker will, maybe the hacker will show up and reveal some, some video that shows uh, some more of the Dolph Sonya situation. Could the hacker be Sonya? I'd be in favor no, of that. She got outed by the hacker. She outed herself. She outed herself. <laughs> it was a pre-tape. Maybe, maybe Dolph is the hacker and he wanted to get Sonya for himself. I don't know. Do you think Dolph Ziggler, the character, looks like the kind of guy who can like even navigate his email, let alone hacking computer systems? <laughs> no. No. Dolph Ziggler, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, the character, is the dude who gets caught sending DPs to, 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 to girls. That's his character. Yes. Dolph, yep. Ziggler, That's his character. Dolph Ziggler, the character, is the kind of guy who has a Hotmail address that ends, his email address ends in 69. It's like Dolph Ziggler 69 at so, Hotmail.com. I knew you were going to say that. I'm so surprised that Ziggler has not yet uh, had a pair of ring gear and tights that has like the Brazzers logo. It's like a ripoff of like, the Brazzers logo yes. or like Pornhub yes. or something. Yes. 100%. <laughs> it says like Dolph, and then like it's in the same font. I'm surprised it doesn't go on that route. Because I can remember an old Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder. Uh, I think it was the True Long, oh, True Long Island story where Dolph's like, "Just tell Brazzers I don't want the contract." Like he was doing like a BS phone call. Well, Sonya's too good for Dolph. From that company. Which, oh, did he? She's what? Stupid for Dolph. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Matt. What were you saying? I, I go, I think he dated a, a porn star. Huh. From Brazzers. But, I think. Uh, Interesting. Uh, like someone we would have heard of or just like. I could have sworn. Am I, am I crazy for saying this? I think you're. Remember there was a, she's a huge wrestling fan. Well, he dated Amy Schumer, the actress. But then I do think. Well, I know that. Not but her. I do think you're right, Matt, because back in like the same time I'm talking about, like 2011, 2012, when I was yes. on the radio, when I was on the radio interviewing the porn stars, all, all of them would like talk about Dolph Ziggler and wrestling. That's like the one wrestler they knew. So I think he definitely infiltrated the porn business somewhere and along the way. Somewhere. I forget the girl's name, though. She's like championship belt. She's a John Cena mark. I, I, I sort of got to get her name. But I suppose it was a big deal huh. in, in, that, in that industry. Oh, well. No Interesting. Later, I'm sure. Uh, we've got a show to recap. Also, I want to really delve into to Justin's past interviewing a lot of adult film entertainers. Uh, but uh, just dropping that bomb, putting it out there. Justin, don't expect us not to hop on that one. You can, uh, you, you can just Google images and videos. Some of the videos on YouTube aren't there anymore, but you can just Google. Interesting. You're a man of mystery, Justin LeBar. <laughs> with, with your leather blazer and your backwards baseball cap. <laughs> I don't even get a response. I'm sitting here Googling Dolph Ziggler Brazzers, worried about what's going to come up. <laughs> you don't want that in your history. Why do you think that's a blazer? That's a jacket. Is it a jacket? It looks like a blazer. It looks kind of like a Hefner-esque uh, leather blazer. 
This is actually the one of the back Cotter. This is actually one. Jacket. This is actually one of the ones I used to wear to that I, I'd wear to the ring, and it has like my it has my airbrush stuff on the back, the reality check, and all that stuff. Ah. So. It's the lapels, Matt. That's to me what it's the lapels look like. Uh, blazer lapels. Can we talk about the fact that he's a mark and wearing his ring gear on the show right now? Like, this this one I've never gear. wore to the ring. This this one. No 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 no. Actually no. I'm, I have to stand up for myself. This is a brand new. <laughs> this is a brand new one that does not yet have the airbrush on it. I'm actually breaking it in on the side. I've never worn it to a, a show. I've never worn it. This is a new one I ordered, and I want to see if it fit. I put it on a fit. I was like, oh, I'll wear it on camera tonight to see if I like myself on camera before I get it ready for a ring. So I've never it's, – it's like a test. It it's like a, show all of it. It literally shows like one inch of it on the perimeter. Yeah, I just wanted to see how I felt and f- just do I did I feel comfortable. That's all. You I were hoping you. we were going to talk about this. No, I you didn't. You were hoping I, we were going to bring this up. What, what, what to, I would have done a lot better job bringing it up if I wanted <laughs> you to bring it up. <laughs> Matt, how come you never wear your ring gear on the on the, on the podcast? Bust out the silver trunks, you know? Because this shit was had, there'd be no fans on here. All right, the po- the porn star the porn star that loved that was a big deal with John. The porn star that had a crush on John Cena had all the belts. That was Kendra Lust, but I, I can't find any can't find any uh, link. Nothing with Dolph. I haven't found a link yet to her and Dolph. But here's a here's from Wrestling Inc. Here's a Kendra Lust. I'm not, yeah. That, that's her gimmick. Or that was her gimmick. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That she was on the wrestling sites with that, I, I remember, one day. But I, I swear there's something with Dolphin in this. Uh, maybe not her, but I don't know. Something with browsers. I don't know. Um, okay. Anyhow, really out of the loop on porn. That's, that's one thing as I've gotten older, and it's become more prevalent. Who could possibly yeah. keep up? When we were young men, Matt, you could keep up with pornography. There were like 10 porn stars, three companies putting out videos. There was no internet. I'll be honest, I feel I could, Yes, okay, good. I, you're about to make me feel really old there because I was going to say, I couldn't name any. I just remember Debbie does Dallas and video cassette tapes. That's yes. it. Matt, here, here's what you might be thinking about. There was Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg showed no sign of letting up when the WWE stars clashed at a porn star's birthday, and it was Kendra Luss's birthday party. So that's what okay, so that's what you're thinking of right there. Dana Brooke also there. Huh. Picture Very interesting. Well, hello, they're people too. They have friends that are, you know. It's true. Actually, and if you think about it, there's probably a lot of similarities between the wrestling business and the adult entertainment and porn business stripping. There no is question. Honestly. Yeah. No question. Yes. There is. And that's actually that's that's actually how I ended up getting the gig on radio to interview it because it t- it looped right into uh rape rape after my wrestling talk show I did, and it was like the same audience. And there's yeah. so many there's yes. so many par- there's so many parallels. Both use stage names, both uh pr- try to protect their personal life and professional life, both uh from the performance side and, and how you you know go to get a a pop uh, when you're doing your performance, different kind of pops here. Uh there's a lot of parallels. You're always working. You're always yeah. working. Weird guys shooting scenes in a warehouse, you're not sure what he's using them for. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Robbie E, the only person that will get this joke? <laughs> That was my, like, I loved your interview with Ravi Emap, but that was like the most like, huh, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Like, uh, somebody should do a documentary. Yeah, my car there. right there. Okay, so like, they, this guy would have all like the cruiserweights. Yeah. In the independent, it was my first time ever doing indies. I just got my release from WWE. I was about to go to Japan. So it was my first time ever accepting an indie booking. So I don't know which is, which way up and which way is down. I have no idea. Yeah. So I'm, I get flown in somewhere and. I see, I see Robbie E, who I remember. He did a squash match with me on SmackDown. So I'm hanging with him at the airport waiting for this guy, this promoter, to come get us. He, he has this little, sheeter, this little shitter 
beater of a car. It's tiny. And I don't know how I'm going to fit in it. But somehow I squeeze my big real ass in the front seat. And there's like four cruiserweights fitting in the back, including Robbie E. And Robbie's laughing the whole way there because he knows I have no idea what I'm getting into. He's no, he knows I don't know any anything. He knows this already because we're friends at this point. And um, so he's just asking questions along the car ride to the promoter. And I forget the damn freaking guy's name, uh, the promoter. But um, finally, when we're on the way there, Robbie is like, so, there's, uh, uh, Matt, you know there's not going to be any fans there, right? And I was like, wait, what? Why? And then the promoter's like, oh, you'll see when we get there. You'll see when we get there. And uh, I'm like, well, that makes sense. How are you going to get your money back for what you paid me to come? Because he prepaid for me and everything. I, I received my money up front. And um, I'm like, how are you going to get your money back, sir? You know, I'm not selling any gimmicks. You know, there's no half deal here where I give you half the money I make from gimmicks or, or whatever. How are you going to get your money back? He's like, oh, I'll get my money back. <laughs> and it's, we get to the arena. No fans are there. Sonny Siaki pulls me aside. Now, he's probably the only other bigger guy there besides me. The rest of them are like Robbie E. size. Cruiserweights. Pretty boy cruiserweights, okay? And then Matt Morgan. Um, and uh, this guy keeps the tapes. He has us wrestle matches. And then he keeps the tapes of the matches. And I go, wait, what? What do you do with them? And he's like, I go, do you sell them? He's like, no, it's for me. I keep them. I watch them. I go, that's the fucking weirdest thing I've ever heard. No offense. That's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. And I don't know if I want to continue with this. <laughs> and I left. I went outside. And, and they came out to go, like, some of the other guys that knew me and Sonny and them, like, kind of came to bring me back in. Like, it's just, it's, it's not what you think. It's not crazy. The guy's crazy. But, uh, you know, it's an easy beta. You're just wrestling somebody. There's nothing weird. Just do I'm like, this is weird stuff, guys. So we've Matt. learned on this podcast in recent weeks that Matt Morgan is the most trusting individual on earth. He gets into limos <laughs> with guys in suits to go, like, have unsanctioned cage fights. <laughs> Do you accept money and airplane tickets to fly out to mysterious benefactors and wrestle matches in a warehouse? And we don't know what the guy does with the tapes. Um, Matt, have you ever bought speakers in a parking lot from someone in a white van? You, you think I'm, everyone right now is going to, all across America is watching this, they're going to think I'm lying. It was not a white van. I was in Louisville, Kentucky at OVW at the time, and I did buy speakers out of a parking lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to Christ. I can tell you where. St. Matthew's Mall. Those you live in Louisville, Kentucky, you know I'm not lying. Oh, my God. He fell for the white oh, van God. speaker scam. I, I'm acting like I'm bragging about this or something. This is terrible. Now, is now um, have, how much money have you given to, like, the mag crew kids, where it's like, the, I'm trying to sell magazines for a contest, and the winner gets a scholarship. You know that's a huge scam, right? Those kids are all like runaways, yes. enslaved. And there's a guy that usually comes, picks them yes. up, right, and drives yeah. them different parts. Even with that, I will give them cash and say I don't want any okay. stupid magazines. That's good. I, I, last <laughs> time I one know kids, what the deal is with that. Yeah, I, I gave the kid like a hotline to call to get like a bus ticket home the last time one came to my door. Um, but a lot of people don't know about the Mag Crew scam or the White Van speaker scam. Like, so it's good. It's good to you know educate people. Uh, the scam is they're not good speakers. That's the scam. Uh, Mine were TV speakers, by the way. To be correct. Okay. But it was the same story. I was just installing stuff over at this guy's house, and we had too much left over. And, uh, you know, my boss wants me to bring it back to the warehouse, but if you give me like 100 bucks, I'll sell you these speakers, man. It's high-quality stuff. Yeah. 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 Yes. 
Yes. Matt Morgan is a very trusting individual. That is what we've learned in this podcast. Uh, let's talk about the New Day versus uh, the Forgotten Sons. This match, they are putting the Forgotten Sons over. I I am shocked, actually, uh, that they're like just I am so too, big I on like this. I, I, yeah. I do like it, though. I do like it. This is where I have a hard time because I'm very, I love Gunner. I'm friends with him, like real, real, real life friends. So it's hard for me to watch it and not say if he wasn't in it, would I really think this is a cool angle and these are, this is a cool story. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? So I have that problem with Joe too. Um, I think Miz and Morrison were really selling it hard tonight. I mean, the Forgotten Sons getting the win. Um, I see. I think this yeah. is going better without an audience. I think an audience would be wetting the hell out of these guys. Yeah, I do because too. the New Day place. I mean, the New Day is such a big audience fan favorite. Um, I think this is benefiting the Forgotten Sons. I think you're right. Uh, I agree. Quick follow up: Antoine Fair paid two dollars to say it was BB Jones was another adult film star. Who was involved with Dolph Ziggler? She was involved with Rob Gronkowski. There's a famous, there's some famous <laughs> stuff of that, but I don't know if it was, I, I don't know if the Dolph Ziggler was ever. <clears throat> Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for the comment, the chat comment, though. Yes. Ah, uh, so oh, uh, actually, I'm a little pissed about this. They had the interview with Tamina backstage. Why didn't they show that Tamina video promo that was on Twitter last week? You guys know the one yeah. I'm talking about, where she was doing the happy they thing and. That was so good. They should have showed that. That would have done more for her. Yeah. And said they had Sasha talking to her and then it involved, devolved into a fight backstage. Yeah. And that's why. Because they had a transition and what they had a transition into, they had to get Sasha in it as well. So, yeah. I guess that's why. I hope that's the reason. Yeah. I just think it could have been hope, so much more. I hope it's I hope it's not because they saw that thing on Twitter was dope and it was good and people loved it. Oh wait a minute! We don't want to push her that much. And then not. <laughs> I hate it. they do that to people all the time. They did it to uh, uh, Zach Ryder for about ten years there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so they do do that. I mean, I love when somebody that's not utilized gets a surprise win or gets an opportunity. I will pop for that every time. And with Tamina, um, she's probably the most slept on. I know she had some injuries, but probably the most slept on woman in the entire division. She's never even had like a Dana Brooke moment until this. It's true. It is true. And I don't know how much of that is because of injury. Yeah. But um, she's a hell of an athlete, dude. Come off the top rope and she's all muscle like that. Yeah. Not crush these girls every time she does it. Like she's a hell of an athlete, dude. That was a great, great. You notice they don't call it a super kick when they have mm. a, um, a, any of the Simone characters over the years throw it. It's always called a thrust kick or it's called a savat kick. Yeah, they never call it a super kick. Go back in time and watch wrestling fans. I challenge you to find a uh, a Samoan uh, heritage wrestler for WWE. That's how they're putting them out there to the public. Throw a kick like that. Although Roman Reigns, I could see them making the exception hmm. if he were to throw a super kick. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think she's going to beat Bailey, which is unfortunate. She she I would be happy if she did. Really quick, Rikishi had the best Savat kick of them all. His Savat uh, kick was awesome. Uh, but yeah, watch. If you haven't seen this Tamina promo from last week, it's the personality we've seen with her backstage. I mean, she's like going from smiling to mean. It was very good. It was very good. This tonight was just okay. 
we had Sasha and Bailey brawling with uh, Tamina and Lacey. And then we closed with the Money in the Bank qualifier match, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Decent length match. Um, these guys got their stuff in. Ultimately, though, Otis ended up picking up the win, and he's going to Money in the Bank. Yep. If these shows if these shows were in front of crowds, Otis would be getting, I think, some of the biggest pops. I mean, they've really stuck to pushing him. Oh, I'm sure he would. He definitely would, but I still don't care. Yes, I'm not sure which one of this is for. James Young, $2 from one St. Matthews Mall shoe shop or do another. There you go, James Young knows his stuff. Yeah, words out where Matt Morgan gets his shoes. No, it's where Matt Morgan's got the speakers. Oh, the speakers, yes. We well, said shoe shopper. Yes, I saw the shoes. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you remember the location of where you bought the speakers specifically. Yes. Yes. Oh, want to know why I remember so well? Because that same day, a guy on a mountain bike was driving in the middle of the street like he was a car. I don't do well with that. Just, just all the things being equal right now and telling the truth. I don't like that. I don't like when they're going two miles an hour on purpose and staying in the middle of the road. I'm a car too, you know, <laughs> stuff. And this guy was doing that and he's doing it on purpose. He's going slow and caught this huge line. I was going to be late for wrestling practice because of it on the way to the Davis Arena. So I hit my horn, obviously. Can I please get past you? Please go on the side. So I go by my, come on, guy, get on the sidewalk. This guy pulls out a knife, okay? And sure enough, I get stuck behind a car in front of me now that's going really, really slow. And I keep looking at my rearview mirror and mountain bike guy with mountain, with like a bicycle riding gear on, like super tight clothes yeah. stuff. He's driving down the street. I can see with his hand on his hands on his handlebars, with his knife sticking out, <laughs> trying to approach my uh, the Jeep Cherokee. It does, it's, and trying to like approach me with it. Finally, I pulled into that St. Matthew's Mall parking lot. I'm like, dude, what are you gonna do with that? Because I'm gonna eat it. Is what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do with it? And he's like, I'm sorry. He put his shit away. Got on his bike and boom, I tailed it out of there. Um, yeah, fast. But. Uh, why does Longwood uh, need police, so Matt? As mayor, why aren't you just driving around, keeping the peace between everyone, you know? <laughs> well, because people are not expecting a seven-foot Neanderthal to get out of the car. People are tough when they see just your face in the window. It's all different story when they see, you know. Yeah. You have those moments in movies all the time, like where the big guy gets out and looks, the guy's talking tough, and then you stand fully up, and then they shut up, they apologize. Sorry, Mr. Morgan. I was in the wrong Mr. This Morgan. Yeah, especially when they started. Guy's pulling a knife and trying to like creep up to my car from the back on his bike. <laughs> uh, so Antoine, man, our audience is very into pornography. Antoine Fair, five dollars, saying yes, he found that a wrestling ink article that said it was not true in 2011. I just found the same article. So yeah, so it was there was a it was from 2011. There was an article. People thought that BB Jones, the porn star, was uh, dating Dolph Ziggler. She tweeted, "No, I'm not dating him." Dolph also denied it. Um, yeah, so that, so that might have been who you were thinking of that, but they, they both deny it. But I do know it's a WWE connection. Like I said, I interviewed her not long after this, before she retired, uh, and she was connected to Rob Gronkowski at the time when he was still playing. So she still has a little WWE. I've never heard of her name, though. So this other girl. BB Jones has been retired. She's, she was hot for like a year. She, she retired like eight, seven, eight years ago. She went and had family. So she's not been around for whether he did whether he dated someone or not. I'm telling you right now, there's a connection from Dolph and Rogers. I'm telling you there is. 
But go ahead. Continue with the show because my battery's running low here. No, that was it for the show. Uh, Otis is going to Money in the Bank. This was SmackDown. In the words of Matt Morgan and Raj Giri, it was there. Uh, <clears throat> Justin, what are the news stories that we have to cover? Two news stories. Uh, this happened two days ago on Wednesday. Uh, Curtis Axel, no longer with WWE. Of course, you might remember him. He is the third star, third generation star, uh, son of Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, grandson of Larry the Axe Henning. Uh, been with WWE since 07. They switched him from Michael McGillicuddy. Remember that to Curtis Axel? Oh, yes. uh, had, had, had a little bit of, 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 had some runs every now and again, but nothing, nothing he as of late. Triple H. He pinned Triple H. He did on a raw. Was he Intercontinental Champion? Was he not? Yes, he was. So he's released. Now, it's interesting to note, uh, we noted on uh, w- one of the podcasts recently this week, one of the news items was I noted how uh, Wrestle Votes had talked about uh, WWE might be more willing to let people go if they ask for the release. Right. And there's been some thought, nobody's been able to confirm it, there's been some thought that this I might be you. a case of that, that he asked to, to get you. out. It so. would make total sense. They're not, use, they're not using them. Yeah. Um, He's got to have banked some pretty good money along the way, especially that long. I was able to bank great money in just three years. I can't imagine what he's banked. He's been there since 07, so yeah. Um, Yeah. Good Lord. 13 years. Holy crap. And the uh, other news item we'll touch on real quick, uh, this uh, coming from uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Uh, We may have noticed tonight and last Friday, Sami Zayn, not with Nakamura and Cesaro, uh, the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, reporting that Sami Zayn has uh, made the decision that he is going to stay away from WWE TV uh, due to concerns uh, with COVID-19 going on. Does he have upper respiratory issues? No clue. No clue, but I'll, here. Uh, but what I do know is he's also been very outspoken. He's very outspoken politically. He's been outspoken about the Saudi Arabia shows. He's been outspoken against Donald, President Trump. So um, uh, who knows? Maybe politically he just doesn't agree with doing the show. I don't know. But he said, according he to the – about President Trump? Yes. He wants – He wants. I think I believe he once compared – and the chat room can back me up. I believe uh, Sami Zayn once got on social media and, and made some comparison to President Trump and to – uh, uh, Nazi Germany and, and is, is all right, Sammy Zane, you just moved like to the number one hundred on my list from number five. <laughs> but continue. I don't know. That's what or I guess. Just make it weird. I don't know. Like wrestler, like I I enjoy when I learn things about wrestlers' personal lives, but I will say that when it comes to politics and belief outside of wrestling. More often than not, I'm disappointed, whether it's finding out AJ Styles is a flat earther or Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas believe in the lizard people, which there was a reference to the lizard people tonight in the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. Yes. There's just like, you know, sometimes you find stuff you agree with, which is great. I don't want to get into who's right, who's wrong. Yeah, but that's it's why just, it's, it's, it's double sword. Look at me. I'm an athlete who's able to transition into leading a city and being, yeah. you know what I mean? But by the same token, if I was still in that sports genre, I w- if I was that loud about it, I would have run that risk of turning literally 50% of people off with a political opinion. That's how this world works. Yes. There's always going to be half that agree. There's going to be half that think you're nuts and we hate you for saying it. So it's very important that athletes be a little bit more. I, I, it's tough because I want to say I respect them for, for having an opinion at least and maybe having the balls to say it. Right. Sure. But then by the same token, me as a fan of them, it does diminish it a little bit. Like I was a huge LeBron guy. LeBron was my Michael Jordan, my man crush in the, in my forties now. Right. And I still love LeBron, 
but not as much as they used to because of his things he said in the past. Yeah. I think you know, and my Twitter. I mean, this Matt. I think we're. I think we're both kind of the same way about this. Is like we will talk about issues and our viewpoints on issues. But uh, I don't know. I don't see a lot of overtly political stuff in your feed. In mine, um, very selective about the things that I want to discuss. And part of the reason why is because I look at the chat room. We are in a very polarized nation. People uh, have very strong beliefs either way. And it's not for me to say you're right or you're wrong. I mean, believe me, when it's me alone yelling at cable news, it's a different thing. There's too much of it anyway. I'd I'd rather shoot the shit with them all about wrestling, sports, your families, real life, getting guys that are going into rehab, how they're getting prepared for it, like we've done with some of our watchers that watch this. Real life things that are fun to talk about in a day and age where there is too much polarization right now. Way too much. Way too much of a big wall and divide between us all. Yeah. I don't want to add to it. And it, it's sure it comes in with wrestling sometimes. I mean, even we're talking about reopening, and I think right. we've debated right. that uh, on the show. But I think for the most part, though, it's. Uh, we live in a world where regardless of what your opinion is, good news, there are 24-hour day channels that will cater to your point of view and just ram it so far down your throat or in whatever orifice of, uh, you choose uh, to to where you can get enough of that. You don't need that from, from us. Now, uh, aside from wrestlers, I'm more curious what B.B. Jones and Kendra Lust think about politics. I mean, <laughs> who's Ron Jeremy voting for in this fall's election? Like, let's talk about porn stars' views on politics. That would be interesting. <laughs> I, I still want to know that connection though with Dolph. I'm telling you, I'm this up. I spent half his podcast on Google. I have to do more. I don't know. Was he on Howard Stern ever? Was Dolph on Howard Stern ever? Maybe I, I'm trying to think of where I heard this. Maybe. I like I said, I know but there's a funny bit I remember of <laughs> Dolph mentioning Brazzers in, a, in like a Zack Ryder video, but I don't know. Is that it? Because I'm so out of the game. I never knew what Brazzers was until Dolph said it. That's how I know he said something. Yeah, had something to do with it. Maybe. I mean, and this is like eight, nine years ago that that video it was like when Zach was doing his internet yeah. viral videos. On Brazzers? <laughs> yes, on Brazzers. <sighs> anyway. This, this would have been a great podcast for Blue Chew to sponsor <laughs> this episode. You know, I, I try and I don't want to, I want the overkill with it, you know, uh, right now with everything that's going on. I think people know, people that know, know. Uh, and thank you for using our code and supporting our sponsors. Our sponsors are very happy with us. So thank well, you. Uh, well, that guy that DM'd you, Blue Chew, he could pull up some <laughs> porn. He, he doesn't Blue Chew with himself. He's he's all right. This is all what a tied in, Glenn. Uh, so on that note, Matt, I hope that was worth wasting some battery on. But uh, we're going to yeah. be back here Monday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Me, Matt Morgan, and Raj Geary. Nobody tell Raj about this. Raj has no clue what's going on on this podcast. No idea. None. But we're going to hit him up about, uh, Justin, your suggestion, the Money in the Bank fundraiser. Uh, We're going to find a COVID-19 charity. Matt, I liked your idea of a charity that works with the homeless and people displaced during all this. We're going to do some good on our Money in the Bank podcast. We'll have more details on that soon. Uh, He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Obara, Matt Glenn Rubenstein. Until next time, we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Bacon. This podcast is brought to you by 100% Pure. You put in a lot of work to maintain a healthy lifestyle, so why stop with your makeup? We make makeup with fruit and tea, spa skincare with potent plant-based vitamins, and hair and body care infused with sea minerals, all in the name of a healthier you. Visit 100percentpure.com to shop our clean beauty collection. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money. 